Well, we got breaking news. We want to announce that we have reached over 15,000 listeners. We were hoping to get to 10 by the football season. We made it to 15 by the playoffs. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as a as a special gift for you, this is episode 600. We're going to talk about the Burlington Greyhounds and the Fort Madison Bloodhounds in a guaranteed Hounds win episode. Thank you very much. Well, we've gone all the way around Iowa, and we are here uh, finally made it to Burlington as we've got Coach Flaherty and uh, Scott Mason at KBUR, the voice of the uh, Burlington Greyhounds. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Ron, guys. Thanks for having us on. Hey, you uh you guys played you guys were uh uh at one of the most exciting games in the whole state of Iowa, uh not just for last week, but for the whole year. Uh uh tell tell our listeners about uh, uh the Greyhounds uh, uh last home game. Or maybe it was a road game. No, they were at home. We were at home, it was senior night, and uh, do we have to relive that? I mean we all right, we will. Uh, yeah, I mean, as, you know, if, if you're a football fan, a pure football fan with no real connection to the teams that win or lose, last week was a tremendous football game to watch and, and to be a part of. And, uh, you know, there's probably not a ton of people out there who thought that Burlington, uh, despite their 5-2 and two record, was going to be able to, to stay in a game with the number four team in the state. But, you know, this is what happened. Very similar to two weeks ago with Mount Pleasant, when you know Burlington wins by eight against a winless football team because they they had miscues that let Mount Pleasant stay in the game. Last week, Iowa City Liberty had two separate special teams miscues that gave Burlington short fields. Uh, one that was on the opening kickoff, and another one with them leading 21-14, or I'm sorry, with a tie to 21 right after Burlington had scored to tie it up. Uh, you know, and, and to Burlington's credit, uh, we were able to to take advantage of the short fields and put points on the board. You know, the, 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 the heartbreaking part is that you're sitting here and there's probably two and a half minutes left when Burlington took the seven-point lead. And, you know, here's Liberty 75 yards away, and, They've got fourth down at midfield, and their quarterback just finds a way to, to get out of the grasp of a couple of Burlington defenders, shovel it forward, get the first down on fourth and five, and then a couple of plays later after an interception that wasn't made by a couple of defensive backs that, you know, one guy was making a play, the other one was camped out ready to make the interception. Uh, then you have the, the, the touchdown, the go-ahead, or the – uh, touchdown to get him within one, followed by the two-pointer to give him the victory. You know, all happened in that final two and a half minutes. It was just a, a really, really heartbreaking way to lose. But, um, you know, I don't know if it's heartbreaking because of the way you lose or because of when it happens. I mean, if it happens in week, week two, you feel like you've got seven weeks left to try and recover. When it happens in week eight, and essentially if they win last week, Burlington's in the playoffs. We're not having this oh, my goodness, we've got a win tonight. Um, but now here we are, and, and uh, it will it really sets up for a great rivalry game tonight between two teams that uh, have kids that have been playing each other for so many years. Well, what I saw in that game was two teams going full tilt all the time, right to the last second of the game. And you guys are playing with, I don't know, the fourth best team, the first best team. We'll find out. We'll find out. But that was a really good team you guys were playing with. 
you know, that's one of the best teams in the state of Iowa, bar none. And uh, uh, I, I even come up with a nickname for one of your players. Uh, I call him uh, Nolan Suitcase Simpson. Uh, he was he was all over the place on both sides of the ball. Uh, and I just saw maximum effort from everybody. I was really proud of your team. Well, we appreciate that. You know, when you talk about them being the number four team in the state, what does that say about our guys? And, you know, every team gets hit with some injuries. And we're, we're no different. But, again, we talk a lot about apples and oranges and things like that. City Liberty came in with, a you know, a handful more players than we did. And it really shows the character of the players, uh, the way that they played, having to take probably twice as many snaps as, the Lightning players had to take. Well, it was just a legendary game. You know what I mean? It was, uh, you know, it's the kind of, kind of game I, I keep my eye out for, you know. And I'm looking for that kind of big-time big, big time game. And that was a big-time game. And, uh, well, we might as well switch over and talk about the big-time game that you got uh, tonight. Uh, you, you're playing for, for all the marbles. Uh, at least uh, uh, everything hinges on a win for both of these teams, doesn't it? Yeah, it's going to be hurry up and win and then wait. Uh, you have to take care of business on the field tonight because none of it matters if you come up with a loss. And then you got to let the mathematicians take care of things after the game. You know, and the, the thing about I will say about Fort Madison is I don't know that that's 100% accurate. Seven and two is a tremendous difference from six and three. So with a win, Fort Madison goes to seven and two. They're already inside that top 12 to 15 range with a win. They're going to stay there. I think Fort Madison gets in with a win for sure. Burlington, uh, like John said, Burlington's got to win to have any shot beyond that. It comes down to the math and that's all related to how Burlington's opponents do tonight, how some of the teams that are inside the top 16 do and how, you know, Burlington's opponents opponents do. Um, it's very complicated. It's, it's fun to watch. It's like I say, we've earmarked probably 16 games that could have a potential impact, but really there are about a half dozen where we kind of look at and go, okay, if this happens and that happens and this happens and Burlington wins, uh, I think that the tea leaves would read pretty well for Burlington. Well, what about, uh, uh, this game? I think the game's in Fort Madison, isn't it? It is. All right, so I got one of them right. Uh, well, what about Coach Doherty and his team? They're, they, they've had a pretty – I mean, they, they lost a couple tough games against some of this, uh, you know, top five uh, teams in the state, like what you guys are playing. Uh, but uh, uh, they've had a heck of a season, and they got uh, some good players. What do you who – do, who do they got that will give you some trouble tonight? Well, just in terms of the entire program, I think what Coach Doherty and his staff have, have done in a relatively short time is is really pump some life back into that portion uh, of Southeast Iowa. I, I just there's so much excitement down there. It, it's fun to watch. Uh, to me, if if you're asking me, the guy to watch is Teague Smith, number two. He's a junior, uh, maybe five eleven, about 195 pounds. Um, he's He's a guy defensively that you really could place anywhere. Strong safety, free safety. He's got the, the ability to cover some ground. But he brings some pretty mean lumber when he comes to meet you in the hole. So, And then on the other side with him is that he runs the ball 
just as tough. I, I look at him and Nolan Simpson as kind of being similar in terms of athletes, in terms of their uh, just their desire to want to make contact on every play. So for me, uh, the guy to watch perform at is Teague Smith. And I think you got two pretty divergent styles here too. Uh, when you look at the total yardage stats, obviously Burlington's going to run the football, run the football, and then I think probably run the football again. Uh, Fort Madison is very pass-heavy. Um, they've got five guys, I think, uh, at least according to my stats, four guys that have right around 20 catches. Uh, their leading receiver has over 30. Um, you know, and, and so they're going to spread the ball out a little bit. I think the, the advantage Burlington might have, if there is one, is that they've got Teak Smith, and their quarterback, uh, Aiden, uh, in my eyes, are deceiving that. Aiden Boyer. Um, whereas Burlington has Gabe Robinson and Caden Shizzle and Nolan Simpson and Dimitri Donald and Noah Nixon. And, and so Burlington goes a little deeper, I think, with guys who can run the football effectively. Uh, so you'd like to see something that happened early in the season that, that week three to five range, Burlington had a stretch of games where – they were just wearing people down. And we we affectionately have called these last couple teams the Dirty 30 in reference to the uh, Iowa State team from many, many years ago. But, you know, we don't suit up a lot, but they found ways to start wearing opponents down. And I think that's really something that's probably going to have to happen tonight because uh, their strength is throwing the football. Our weakness is on the back end. Our strength is running the football. Their weak or their strength is stopping the run. So, so it, it, it's one of those perfect something's got to give games. And as John said before we called, the intangible on in this whole thing that nobody's talked about yet is emotion. Well, you I was know, thinking about an, an offense that you might have played like that, and it might have been uh, North Liberty. Uh, uh, North Liberty kind of like to throw the ball and run the ball, but but throw the ball quite a bit. Uh, uh, how do you guys uh, match up against teams that like to throw the ball quite a bit? Well, you know, we're a little young in the back end. And so there's sometimes some miscommunication about coverages. Uh, being a little younger, we're not as strong at the point of contact if we're going to run a cover one or a press two man. And so we struggle there. And then there, you can see the youth when the ball is in the air. Sometimes there's not the aggressiveness that you'd like to see. I can remember when Coach Kreckel was my defensive coordinator, we were totally okay with pass interference calls, because that meant that somebody was going after the ball. So uh, you, you haven't seen that as much uh, this year. So there's the, that one portion. And then the other portion of that is if we're sending blitz packages, that empty space in the middle at about 8 to 12 yards, that hook area becomes wide open if we don't get home and get the quarterback. Well, I think if you guys, uh, you know, kind of spread the ball around and keep those running backs fresh, because it, it's going to be – going to be tough sledding, isn't it, against Fort Madison? Yeah, it will be. Uh, you know, and, and it's going to be – this is going to be similar to an early September game, too. Um, you know, temperatures, they're saying, are going to get into the high 70s, low 80s by the time the day is done. So you're probably looking at a mid-60s temperature at kickoff. And uh, you don't want, you don't think about talking about cramps and things like that or, or getting tired or, or worn down in week nine. But here we are. and. So, yeah, I think depth at the running back position just continuing to pound. Uh, you know, the, the metaphor would be a, a boxer, body shot, body shot, body shot, until something opens up up top. 
and then you're able to take them out with a with a shot to the head. So, uh, but yeah, it's going to be tough sledding, and and this is a game too that uh, you know last year, if you remember, went down to the wire. Burlington scored in the final half minute, one twenty-seven to twenty-six. Uh, I expect nothing different tonight. Yeah, I remember last year, year it was it almost everything exactly the same. You know, uh, the winner was able to get to the playoffs. The loser was just edged out. Uh, uh, Burlington and uh, uh, had kind of come into the game with a lot of wins uh, lately, and uh, uh, Fort Madison had a couple uh, late season losses that had uh, uh, otherwise they were probably looked like they were going to run away with the division. But t- tell me about Fort Madison itself. What's it like? How tough is it to go into Fort Madison? And a Burlington Fort Madison sounds like a a, a, a huge rivalry that I'm sure is uh, uh, going to explode out onto the field tonight. Well, it's, an, it's definitely a reemerging rivalry. It was dormant for so long when we were in the Mississippi Athletic Conference, and it, it's reemerging because of the fact that during their middle school years, they had so much time together so this, as Scott said earlier that this is a group of guys who've been together and facing each other probably since third or fourth grade with little league basketball and, and baseball and, and so as we see this rivalry emerging it is it is very healthy and that's why I think the key to tonight is this emotional status uh, Burlington took a stinging loss last week but it was not because of you know poor play it was just Iowa City Liberty made the better play and so Fort Madison comes into this taking some big lumps in the last two weeks and so I think that stirs some energy when you're when you know that you're coming into a game that's going to be more than competitive it really does have something on the line and so uh, you, you know the big key that I always say for us is can we control our emotions when things don't go our way uh, at any time. Can we pull that back in and get refocused? Fort Madison, I think, does a great job of playing at a high level all the time. They're, they never seem to be uh, too hyped or too flat. They, I think Coach Doherty again and the staff have been playing right at a, a high level all the time. Everything means something. So uh, can we sustain our emotion and can they maintain a level uh, of energy throughout the 48 minutes. Well, uh, Fort Madison's MO this year has been grinding out wins. You know, they, they're not, you know, they, they went 17 to 14 or, you know, I know they had a pretty good win uh, against Washington, maybe one other team, but, uh, you know, just they just kind of control the clock, control the game, fight real hard, and uh, uh, just try to, to stay in there so that they can do something in the last minutes of the game to win the game. Uh, do you, do you think that uh, putting points on the board is a premium for Burlington tonight? Yeah. I, I mean, and we've talked all year that scoring first and scoring early is crucial to us because it does set the table about who we are offensively. And if, if we can grind it out for six, seven minutes and put points on the board, preferably a touchdown, I think that sets the tone against very tough Fort Madison defense. On the other side, uh, Fort Madison likes to get out and, and get points early as well. Uh, but they seem to be able to, again, kind of come back if that doesn't happen right away. So uh, for us, get get on top early, 
and, and just continue to, to grind it. And, and really, uh, what I'm looking for is probably a, a resurgence of our counter game. We haven't seen a lot of that. I've uh, seen a lot of quarterback follow, uh, a lot of quarterback trap, but something to get to the outside and make misdirection go a little wider with Chisel and uh, Donald. Well, I can see a, a low-scoring Fort Madison win, a 14-17 win. Or a 33-28 Burlington win. That's kind of the the two scenarios that I I, I see. Uh, uh, you think I'm in the ballpark here? Well, uh, you know, you look back at the this series resumed in 2014. The teams have split their six. Um, each team having won twice at home, one on the road. Burlington. <laughs> so 2015, the second game of this series since its renewal. Five to three was your final score. John and I remember that game. Uh, unfortunately, we remember that game. It was two mirror images playing each other. I don't think it'll be too terribly different from that. I just think talent level uh, on offense is much better than it was in 2015. I think it will trend more toward a mid 20s, similar to last year, 27, 26. I'm not sure either team will be able to stop the other consistently. So I think it'll be a, a real back and forth game like last week. You know. Uh, we're up seven nothing, then we're down fourteen seven, then fourteen fourteen, then twenty one twenty or twenty one four. You know, just kind of a tennis match, if you will, going back and forth. So uh, it may very well come down to like last year, the last team that has the ball and is able to drive the field walks out with a victory. We just hope that uh, on our side it's in Burlington's favor again. And uh, if not, you know, you hate to look at it this way, but you have to prepare for it. This has been a tremendous two year ride especially for the senior class. And uh, no matter what happens tonight, they put Burlington football back in a positive mindset and a positive frame of mind for this community. Well, if you like watching football games, you can really get into and enjoy. Uh, your your uh, listeners are getting more for their money than anybody else uh, this year. It's been a, a, such an exciting year to follow, both yours and Fort Madison. In fact, I, I uh, uh, was looking at a list of charming cities in Iowa it was a top 10 list and Burlington and Fort Madison are in the top five. So you got that it, going for you too. better to be though. on that list than some of the lists Burlington's been on recently. <laughs> well, uh, you're at the top of my list and, and uh, your listeners are, are uh, at the top of my heart. And uh, I can't wait for, for this game. Uh, I wish uh, you guys well. I wish Fort Madison, uh, Coach Doherty and all them, uh, uh, well, you guys are representing Southeast Iowa about as good as it can be. And I know, uh, I think one of the two of you will be our representative uh, there in uh, at the playoffs, unless maybe Fairfield or Washington works it out one of their crazy ways. <laughs> that that could that could. Yeah, come I, up. I mean, from this from this district, it's going to be Liberty's going to be your champion. North Scott, I would guess, because they hold the tiebreaker over both Burlington and Fort Madison, is going to be your. Uh, your second place automatic qualifier. You know, the winner of this game, again, like I say, if it's Fort Madison, I think they're in. If Burlington, Burlington's got to win, and then, you know, it's just going to take several shuffles of the deck to figure out a way to get Burlington into that top. Uh, right now, I'm. if playoffs were to start this week, there would be two teams inside the top 16 who are not in. And that's simply because two automatic qualifying second place teams reside outside the top 16. So a lot of it's going to depend on how their games shuffle out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, 
regardless, whichever team makes the playoffs, unless it's both, somehow miraculously, uh, Southeast Iowa will be represented by tough, hard-nosed football and teams that will compete for 48 minutes. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Well, I'll take either one of you guys as medal. Uh, make me happy, and you guys all made me happy all year long. But uh, how can our listeners follow this game through the uh, uh, through the, the YouTubes, the terrestrial radio, the uh, uh, the websites, all that? I think Fort Madison has a streaming feed for sure. And of course, terrestrial radio for us or 1490 KBUR uh, would be the traditional ways. So what you're going to do is you're going to want to watch their feed and listen to our broadcast. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Just like we used to do when we were kids. You turn down the TV, you listen to Jim Zobble and Eddie Bodelak. That's what we do tonight. I did that myself. I did that. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to do that all the time. Just those, Absolutely. And them were the days, weren't they? Well, guys. Yeah, I, was, uh, you know, I, the national announcers, even today, National announcers don't know enough about the teams they're covering, and so it was always nice to get those homers. And, you know, if you've listened to me enough, you know that I am uh, the second coming of Don Brandt. People in in Burlington know who that is. Remember him. Uh, There is not a bigger homer probably on radio than me. You know, some people out there probably don't appreciate that, but I know a lot of our listeners enjoy that. So uh, I'm going to be me and, and continue to root, root, root for the home team. Well, you, you remember uh, Jim Zobel had a TV show called Beat the Bear? I don't. Yeah, it was I it, it was, I, actually Iowa's longest-running show. It went for like 35 years. It uh, uh, went from like 1975 to 1990, and then from 95 to 2000, I think, or whatever. It was close to when he died. Uh, uh, but that, that show we do every week on, on, on Round Guy Radio is called Beat the Round Guy. And that's a tribute to that show uh, uh, for, ah, from Jim Zobel. The thing I remember about Jim Zobel is Jim Zobel had that uncanny ability to, in the middle of getting ready to announce the play, sneak in an advertisement. <laughs> you know, he would. there would be some sort of sponsor, but I'm sure they were in his ear saying, hey, we have, we got to get one more read for this particular sponsor. And it's second down and five. Long comes up to the line of scrimmage. And this play brought to you, you know, and he just yeah. came in a... <laughs> You know, Pioneer Seeds ad or something like that. Yeah, you know, you always used to say, I love it, I love it, I love it. Love those radios. That was uh, that was the day. That's what we're trying to recapture here. Uh, uh, and that's what you guys do every day, all the time. Uh, well, it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you guys wanted to talk about? Well, yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and schedule in our appointment for next week as well because we'd like to – We'd like to be optimistic. Burlington's going to win, find a way in, and we'll talk about our first-round opponent. Short of that, no, I, we, John and I have a, a tremendous amount of fun doing this uh, four weeks in a row. And uh, this is something that uh, came to us late in the season, and hopefully next year we'll be able to start at week one. Well, everybody's liking that, especially that wraparound show I, I've been doing. Uh, it gave you a, a real good look at, you know, a, a good fair chunk of the state. And uh, uh, it was great having you guys on there. That Minneapolis isn't too far from you, is it? No, Minneapolis is about uh, 12 miles, 13 miles north of us. And uh, they kick off their playoff run here tonight. So uh, looking forward to seeing how they do in the next four to five weeks. Boy, they're another outstanding team. You guys are blessed down there, aren't you? 
we are. We, you know, there, you look around the, the area. I mean, Columbus hosts Maquoketa Valley tonight. Uh, Winfield Mount Union's at Don Bosco. New London's at Glad, Glad, uh, Gladbrook Rhinebeck. My eyes are terrible. Outstanding. Uh, That's better than I could have did. Minneapolis hosts Central Decatur. Central Lee's at Monticello. Wapalo's at North Lynn. Sigourney Kyoto hosts, uh, hosts uh, Sumner uh, Fredericksburg. And then Waco, the number one team in the state, uh, plays host to Martindale St. Mary's. And those are all first-round playoff matchups. So, uh, you know, Southeast Iowa football is, is alive and well right now. And that's just in a few hours. We're going to be getting our football on, aren't we? We are. Countdown to kickoff. We're, what, about uh, seven, seven hours and 20 minutes away. I want to salute old my friend Chuck the Tank Banks down there at Central Lee for uh, going uh, three years without a win and then putting his team into the playoffs. How about a Chuck Bank salute? Yeah, without a doubt. Anytime that you can bring a team back from the cellar and get into the playoffs that quickly deserves a salute. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for being with us. It's always a great uh, talk to you. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later.